The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any. Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Power Rankings Tuesday, presented, of course, by DraftKings. My day to give you my thoughts on each and every team in the NFL, including yours. Where do they stack up if they played a series of seven games at a neutral site? That's how I look at it between these teams right now. We will have Spread the Word winner via social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. You know the winner is Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker Pod, giving us a Facebook review. I'm already giving you the keys to the to the test here. And then the keys to the car, there's answers to the test, there's keys to the car. I kind of went keys to the test in my head there, but that's the beauty of doing a podcast, where we don't go back and edit it and all that stuff. What a waste. Let's do what happens naturally. Sponsor confirmation email winner. We love, love the YouTube shout-outs. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. People pay money for these Cameo videos. You guys can get them for free pretty easily. Just subscribe at YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and make any comment on any video. Love our patrons. Love Anthony Coy. Today's patron of the day. Patreon.com slash RT Media. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross, we'll start with last night's game where, as always, you know, Kirk Cousins falls out in prime time to beat the San Francisco 49ers 22-17. I want to start with that. I am so happy that Kirk Cousins played that well in prime time. You know why? I hate lazy narratives. And listen, I know there's some evidence that he has not played as well in primetime games as he has in Sunday 1 o'clock games. I get it. But the people that really have no insight to offer, the people that just rely on crutches, Kirk Cousins in primetime. Oh, Kirk Cousins stinks in primetime. I, 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 I love the fact 
What are they going to say now? What what are they going to say now the next time Cousins plays a primetime game? I love the fact that a guy can overcome narratives like that about him that just become the default thing that everybody says. So thank you, Kirk Cousins, for making all of those people that provide no actual value some logic that they need to now figure out moving forward. As for the rest of the game, well, both teams traded turnover. Good timing for me to talk about Cousins throwing an interception early. Both teams traded turnovers early, but the the Cousins interception was kind of right in Jordan Addison's hands, and Charvarius Ward ripped it out. More on that later. The McCaffrey fumble, uh, which doesn't happen very often, but it's happened a couple times now in the last three games, followed that up. Hard to be more impressed with the Vikings' offense. No Justin Jefferson and the way they marched most of the game up and down the field against that Niners defense. I get a lot of questions now about this Niners defense. You know, it's one thing to barely lose to the Browns and whatever. Your field goal kicker misses a kick. But to let the Vikings go up and down the field against you? Hmm. Maybe the maybe the Niners defense isn't quite what we thought it was. And that's even with the Vikings having to settle for a bunch of field goals. This Jordan Addison kid can play. He got the first touchdown, 7 nothing. I will say this. Brock Purdy's a better athlete than I realized. Just watching him move around. He had a nice run. So that's a takeaway moving forward for the Niners. And thankfully for the Niners, their kicker, Moody, made a big kick late in the game, 50-some yards, because he missed another easy one against the Vikings. And I, I tweeted this last night, Jack. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on every social platform. It just feels anecdotally like most of the time you don't get a real good investment when you return on investment when you draft these kickers. To which everybody says, Janikowski worked out. Well, first of all, it's very debatable in my mind whether or not Janikowski was worth a first-round pick. Okay? Secondly, people never seem to grasp the fact that if you're pointing out one person for whom it was successful, you're pointing out the exception, not the rule. There's a lot more kickers that it didn't work out for than there are kickers that it did work out for. After, I mean, think about Aguayo, the Cade York kid the Browns just drafted. We'll see what ends up happening with Moody, but man, it happens... More often than you not, I feel like the teams regret having drafted a kicker. Vikings got bogged down the red zone a bunch in the game. Uh, the Niners, I will give them credit. They had some impressive answers. That one drive after the Vikings went up 10 nothing, where McCaffrey scored, because that's all he does is score touchdowns. Unbelievable. Um, the other things that jumped out to me, I guess, was Brock Purdy got picked off twice. In the last five minutes, you kind of felt like, okay, the Vikings are going to blow this. Purdy's going to lead them down for a touchdown. And the Niners are going to win. Purdy wasn't able to get it done. Not once, but twice. He got picked off by Cameron Bynum. Purdy not able to come up big in those situations is interesting for what it could potentially mean moving forward. How about the fact that the Vikings, Jack, tried to tush push or whatever twice and couldn't do it? 
I mean, I'm old enough to remember the night before when that play was unstoppable. Literally the night before the play was unstoppable. And now the Vikings get stuffed on it twice. Hashtag LOL. And then that's about it. That's all I have in that game. Other than Cousins, mighty, mighty impressive. You know what else is impressive? How easy you can get tickets on the Game Time app. Huge fan of this thing. Tell I got tickets to the Phillies game last week. Speaking of that, not cool for the Phillies to lose that game last night. Now they got a game seven that's making my daughters very, very nervous. Tonight's game, $230 on the game time app. Even some other seats are like $344. Expensive seat, but at least with game time, you know you're getting the cheapest ticket, the best price. And you can see exactly what the vantage point's like from your seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code ROSS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, so again, create an account, redeem code ROSS for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. It's time for the all-important Power Rankings. The worst team in the history of the NFL is... All right, Ross, we'll start with 32nd, Carolina Panthers. They had a bye, not much to say. Um, look, they've been the worst team so far this year. They have. They got to they gotta own that and improve upon that. 31st, Arizona Cardinals. I will see them up close and personal. On Sunday, calling that game for CBS. Very excited about my second NFL game this year. Ravens at the Cardinals. I watched every second of the Cardinals Seahawks. They are not a very talented team to be kind. I don't know how many guys they have starting on defense that would start for the Ravens, for example, the team they play. But they do appear to be a well-coached team. And they play very hard. And they do get off to good starts. They just can't sustain it for whatever reason. 30th, Chicago Bears. Sounds like our guy Tyson Bajant is going to get another start because Field's still doubtful with that thumb injury. You know, this is one where if Bajant wins again and they play well again, then wait till you see how long it is for Fields to come back from that thumb. This is how NFL teams do it. 29th, Green Bay Packers. Dun, 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 dun. Go, Pack, go. Really bad loss to a bad Broncos team. The Packers, it's hard to feel good about them right now. Both touchdowns by Love were very fortunate. Not a good situation right now. I think a lot of people thought when they got Aaron Jones back after the bye that they'd come out and play better. Didn't happen, not at all. 28th, New York Giants. The G-Men, they're actually playing a lot better the last couple games. I mean, they very easily could have beat the Buffalo Bills. They do beat the Commanders. Give them, give them some credit with the way the Giants are playing. They're, they're battling back, at least, which is more than you can say for some of these teams at times. 27th, Denver Broncos. Wasn't exactly pretty, but I'll give the Broncos credit. Number one, their defense is playing better. I mean, they were just so bad. 
the first month of the season. Their defense is finally looking and playing better. And the offense, Russell Wilson has not been terrible this year. He hasn't been, I don't know if I'd say good either, but he hasn't been terrible. Getting Cortland Sutton involved. They're getting the running backs involved. I wonder if the Broncos can make some noise down the stretch. Surprising one, the Raiders at 26. What's surprising about it? We've gotten a lot of comments on our YouTube videos asking for you to put them dead last or near dead last for the last couple of days. I've seen that. I've seen that, Raiders fans. All I'm going to say is this, Raiders fans. On some level, first of all, they got to get Jimmy G back, okay? Secondly, because all he does seemingly is win, which is wild. Secondly, this is like karma from the football gods for firing Rich Bisaccia and Mike Mayock when they had made the playoffs that year with all of those issues that they had with Gruden and the emails and the off-the-field stuff with Ruggs and Arnett. They never, ever, ever should have made this move. And it's all on Mark Davis. He has nobody to blame but himself. 25th is the New England Patriots. They moved up quite a bit. That was a pretty impressive win. I mean, that was the best Mac Jones has looked all year by a lot. Their defense looked pretty darn good against Josh Allen and company. You know, that that team looked more like what I thought we would see from the Patriots this year, I'd say. 24th of the team making some moves, the Tennessee Titans. They are. Big move yesterday as the Titans go ahead and they trade Kevin Byard, the mayor they call him, you know, one of the best players they have on the team, one of the best players, arguably, I guess, in franchise history, is gone. Goes to the Philadelphia Eagles, fifth and sixth round picks, and Terrell Edmonds, the safety. For the Titans, I think they knew that they weren't going to bring Bayard back after this year, and so they want to start to get draft picks for this year now. They could have waited till after the season – you know, maybe got a comp pick, but maybe they're going to be aggressive in free agency. And so then you don't even get the comp pick. So what we're seeing is the Titans are going to be sellers. The Titans are realizing it's not going to work out for them this year. And so they're, they're kind of open for business. I'd be curious to see who else is available for this team. Derrick Henry, Danico Autry, you know, maybe Tannehill, although the ankle complicates things. They're, a, they're an interesting team to watch now. 23rd is the Commanders. Really bad loss for them. You know, they're just like a roller coaster, ups and downs. When you think they've got it figured out, they play poorly against the Bears or the Giants. When you think, okay, they're not good, then they'll play well. They play the Eagles Sunday. They'll come out and probably play awesome against the Eagles. 22nd, Indianapolis Colts. Really tough loss. Really, really tough. I mean, that was a swing game for them in that division to try to keep pace with the Jaguars to put up that many points against that Browns defense and still lose. That's kind of a, a bitter pill to swallow for them. 21st New Orleans saints. That was a poor loss for them too against the Jacksonville Jaguars and the saints feel like Dennis Allen probably knows he needs to win this year. And so the saints, it feels like, they're a week or two for making a move, maybe a coordinator or whatever, to try to light a fire under this team or spark something to try to have success the rest of the year. The question is, 
if they get rid of their offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael, who ends up calling the plays for the Saints? That's what I want to know. 20th, Houston Texans. Texans had a bye, so not much to say other than, Jack, when the clock stops on this podcast in a little over 10 minutes, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Pizza cravings hit at halftime, that's ordering time. Dreaming about tacos during a timeout, boom, they're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash and get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As for the Texans, curious to see what they look like off a of bye. They were, they were one of six teams with buys. 19 is the New York Jets. Kind of the same. The Jets right here had a bye. Not much to say. 18, LA Rams. Bad loss for the Rams. You know, they were controlling that game against the Steelers, it felt like, for most of the action. There are a lot of people that have been impressed enough with the Rams, especially Stafford throwing the cup and Nakua thinking that they have a legitimate chance to be able to to make the playoffs. But that's the type of game that you really need to win if you're, if you're the Rams, and they weren't able to get it done. 17, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel like I'm saying this a lot, Jack, but I'll tell you why that was such a bad loss for the Bucs. They were home. It was against the Falcons. And Ritter fumbled three times in the 15, within the 15-yard line. How do you still lose that game if you're the Bucs? I mean, they, could, they should have easily lost by two or three scores at home against the Falcons if Ritter didn't fumble so much. Halfway point, 16, LA Chargers. Go, Chargers, go. That's another team to keep an eye on for coaching changes you got to think if they continue in this direction, Brandon Staley is as good as gone. They have way too talented of a team to be two and four, to lose these games in the manner in which they do. And they lose a lot of close games. And you got to put that in some part on the head coach. I also think some of it goes on the quarterback, quite frankly. 15 is the Atlanta Falcons. Again, I feel like Arthur Smith doing a good coaching job. You know, it's interesting having people that I know that watch the tape, they felt like, other than the fumbles, obviously, Ritter actually made some good throws and played played pretty well again, throwing the football. 14, Cincinnati Bengals. They had a bye. Not much to say other than we'll see how they come out of the bye. I'm curious 
as to whether or not the health of Burrow is even better. Because remember, they won that last game going in the bye against Seattle, but I'm not sure that they looked overly great in that one. 13 is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I said it before. I'll say it again. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is better at winning these close, ugly, hard-fought games than Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And and you always, at the end of these games, Jack, you always think, okay, now they got the offense going. Next game, they'll just pick up where they left off with Pickett, throwing it to Deontay Johnson and Pickens and getting Jalen Warren involved. And yet, no, that it never, it never continues to the next game, ever. Taking a massive jump after last week is the Minnesota Vikings at 12. The Minnesota Vikings, well, what? They've won three out of four now. And you got Kirk Cousins balling out on primetime. Already talked about that. To do it without Justin Jefferson. Their defense played well. They're in the mix, man. They're, they're fighting for that seventh spot, I think. I don't think they're going to chase, uh, you know, chase down the Lions, but they're, fight, they're in the mix for a playoff spot. 11th, Cleveland Browns. So the Browns, I'm very curious to see how they look when Deshaun Watson comes back and stays back and, and can play healthy and, and see, because they, they have the potential to be a really good team. I mean, that division is just loaded. All four of those teams are potentially deserving of a playoff berth. Starting top 10 with the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, this is, I feel like, as low as they've been in a while. The Buffalo Bills are at 10. They're 4-3 and three on the season. You know, their offense is sluggish. Their defense just let Mac Jones have the best game of the season. It's time for some Labatt Blue Lights, I think, for the Buffalo Bills fans right now. Look at that, Jack. Talk, tell me about that, Jack. Yeah, so I saw this <clears throat> at Antique Mall out in the middle of PA. It's a charcoal grill. I don't know how I got the fit back there, but that's something I got to figure out what I'm going to cook with it. But I, I, I saw it and I texted you like, I can't not leave this here, right? And you're like, Correct. no, that was amazing. Always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. And then we go to the Dallas Cowboys at nine. So they had a bye. Not much to say other than Dak and the guys looked real good in that last game against the Chargers. Eight, Seattle Seahawks. Gino, I thought, played pretty well. You know, they they just lost the turnover battle significantly against the Cardinals. I think they were minus three. It's really hard in the NFL to still win a game when you're minus three. Bad news for them, though, that uh, Uchenna Nuoso, their edge rusher, done for the year, it sounds like, with a torn pec muscle. By the way, didn't even mention it, but Bill's tight end Dawson Knox having wrist surgery, so the, the hits just keep on coming for the Bills. Seven is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Three in a row, playing really well. They look good, and it looks like they are pretty clearly going to be the class of that division in the AFC South, the way they're playing right now. Six is the Detroit Lions. So that was a really bad loss, but it was only one loss, and all that matters now is how the Lions bounce back from it. Those things happen in the NFL, and nobody ever asks you at the end of the season, well, how much did you lose by? What was the score? Nope, it's either a win or a loss. The Lions can't let it balloon into multiple losses now. Fifth is the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. 
Miami Dolphins going to be on the in-season hard knocks, which almost makes me like root for them now, right? Like you want them to have a really good season because then they'll probably let you see more stuff from the in-season hard knocks. It'll be more interesting. They obviously have a really good team. They're a little bit banged up. Sounds like they'll get Jalen Ramsey back pretty soon because his surgery wasn't as bad as we were initially led to believe. So you get Ramsey and Xavier Howard back at corner, that will really help because they they were hurt by their corners against the Eagles, certainly on Sunday night. Fourth, San Francisco 49ers. That's two in a row now. And two in a row is not real good if you're the 49ers to lose. Now, look, they're both on the road. I get that. But, I mean, and they probably should have won the Browns game if Moody just makes the kick. But in the NFL, if you let teams hang around, like the Eagles against the Jets, you might lose. And they lost. And I think now the question is, what's going on with the defense? Yeah, I don't think, I'm not overly worried about Purdy and those couple picks, but the defense letting Kirk Cousins carve them up is curious to me. Third is the Baltimore Ravens. And I watched that whole game, Jack, and they looked really really good to the point where they're going to be the team I'm riding with this week. Every week I pick a team I'm riding with moving forward (laughs) based on how they're playing. It's brought to you by Wrangler made for the ride of life. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order with promo code Ross 15. The Ravens had the most impressive performance I would say of the season so far. I mean, they were utterly dominant both sides of the ball against the Lions team that had been on fire. Lamar Jackson looks really comfortable in the offense. He was throwing the ball great. Their O-line and D-line totally dominated the Lions up front. The Lions have been the team dominating others up front. And it's almost like Baltimore take that, took that personally, and they came out and played very well. Super, super impressive win for the Ravens. Curious to see if they can keep that going moving forward. Second is the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought long and hard between the Chiefs and the Ravens, who should be two, who should be three, going back and forth. But the Chiefs have won six in a row. Their only loss was the opener without Travis Kelsey. They haven't lost with him. Their defense is playing at a really high level. So... I think they haven't given up like more than 20 points yet this season or something like that. So at any rate, I think the Chiefs deserve a lot of credit because of their consistency. Ravens are knocking on the door, but the Chiefs right now are still the class of the AFC. Ross's number one team, which is totally meaningless, but it's fun and will get many of you incredibly annoyed, is... And number one is the Philadelphia Eagles. Well... Listen, they've had one loss on the year. It was on the road against the Jets in a game where they were clearly the better team, but they lost a turnover ratio, minus four, and still almost won the game. They are still better than pretty much everybody they play up front, both sides of the ball, and they've got some skill guys like Goddard, A.J. Brown, Hertz, that are playing at a really, really high level. You know, the Dolphins were fortunate with the pick six and stuff to maybe even be in that game on Sunday night. So that's why I'm going with the Eagles. Number one, at least for now, we'll see what happens against the commanders. Other than that, I think we're done here. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout outs, myfrontpagestory.com. What I tell you guys now is just go there and put your email address in so when the holidays come or Valentine's Day or Mother's Day, you don't forget and you get a great discount code on an amazing gift at myfrontpagestory.com. Then we got backoffice-scheduler.com, go-bangles.com, steakhouse-sports.com, humanheadnyc.com, sportaculture, and pizza boy brewing.